Hi, I'm Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton, and you're listening to Single High, a Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com, the official home of the Kyle Hamilton fan club. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Single High, a Notre Dame football podcast brought to you by UHND.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong, and with me again is USC fan Michael Muto. Michael, you're back again. This might be a regular thing. This might be a regular thing. We're we're, we're working on it. As long as the people like it, I mean, I I get happy to come back. I mean, we do this anyways, right? That's right. We do it anyways. yeah, so you're you're kind of the the my go-to guy um, when when Frank has to sleep because of his new baby. So this this works out for everybody. I don't um, have a new baby. I'm around. So for the first time in like six years, one of us doesn't have a new child. I, I told if my wife that actually the other day, and she was like, it blew her mind that like. <laughs> You guys didn't have kids when you started doing this? Like, nah, no kids when we started this this adventure. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So we, 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 yeah. So usually I'm the one having a child, or it's Michael, and now we are both finished. Um, knock on wood. So, um, so a little bit of housekeeping. If you are a follower of my Twitter feed, um, you know that last week I um, joined up with Irish Sports Daily to do um, podcasts and uh, video pods and live video, that sort of thing. And I'm going to be mostly working with Jamie Uyama. Um, he's uh, he's the football X and O guy over there. And I have a lot of respect for him. And I've you know followed his work for a really long time. And I've followed uh, Matt Freeman as well. And um, so I've joined up with them. And it's a really good opportunity uh, for me. I'm very excited to do it. Um, and it's actually fitting that Michael is on the, on the pod today because the, the people who I owe the most to this move being able to happen are, um, my friend, Michael and Uh my other friend, Frank, who is not here, but he will listen to this. Um, so I got into blogging and podcasting because of Michael one day. I don't really know why you said it, it was the end of 2014 and you said, I want to start a website. Yep. And I said, I'll write for it. And I, and I wrote like two articles of like, it was about and the NFL. I think it's more than that. I think, I, I think you wrote a couple. I know. Did I? Yeah, I, I, I wrote I whatever it was. It was about not Notre Dame. No, 
and then I it was it was the year that um, Notre Dame was transitioning to uh, from uh, Everett Golson to Malik Zaire, and so I wrote about uh, Malik Zaire for the website, and I asked Frank. Um, I'd been a poster on UHND before, and I and or for a long time actually. And uh, I asked him if I could post it on his site, and he said yes. And so then I did, and then he said, hey, do you want to write for us uh, this fall, just to kind of see? Because I'd never done it before, never blogged, um, I've never written, I'd never done anything like that. And so he gave me a chance to do that, and then um, it was kind of like a trial, I guess. And um, they, he brought me on, and you know, he said, okay, what, like, how would you like to write for us? Um, in kind of like an official capacity, you know, going forward. And so, you know, I agreed to do that. And that was 2015. And so now here we are. Um, and everything kind of grew from that. So I'm, I guess, you know, super grateful to you guys for, you know, giving, giving me, you know, you gave me the kind of idea and Frank gave me the platform and you gave me the platform on the uh, on the untitled pod, right? Like we started yeah. it and it was like, where is this going? I have no idea. And, you know, it's led to things. And now here you are. And, you know, we're on the UHND blog and and I'm, uh, you know, doing podcasts for one of the major sites on the beat. So um, I Greg's guess very humble out. and he's, he's the... <laughs> The best Notre Dame fan there is. He's uh, very practical. He knows a lot, and he can convey his message clearly. So, you know, you, you did all the hard work. <laughs> me, me and Frank are just along for the ride. I can, Frank's, <laughs> Frank's not here, but I, I think I can speak for him. Well, I think everyone's done a lot of hard work. So, um, yeah. So the good news is, is that um, I can still be on this pod. Um, it's not one of these exclusive things. Like I can, I can still be on the single high pod. Um, and I want to be on the single high pod. And so that's going to keep going. Um, and I'm excited about that. Um, it may not be as frequent, right. It may, and maybe it wouldn't have been in the off season anyway, we're doing like two or three a week. Um, it won't be as frequent, but I'll still be on the pod and I'll still be a part of it. Um, and I'm grateful to, Mike Frank at um, Irish Sports Daily for, you know, allowing me to do that. And I'm thankful to Frank for, or Frank Vitovich, who, um, you know, is still willing to have me on. You know, he was very supportive of me, you know, going over Irish Sports Daily and kind of branching out there. And he was great. And he's been great the whole time. Um, so I really appreciate him. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's it for the housekeeping. We can get to... Uh, to fun, um, fun stuff awards. fun stuff right like yeah awards bowls, that sort of thing news <laughs> bowls and news so i guess um why don't we lead off with um some of the players on our favorite teams going uh pro so uh, what actually we should start with uh with opt-outs because that makes more sense and i just want to well say it, you... it kind of goes hand in hand okay. right okay you All know because right. they're opting out because of the a reason so fair um so I guess it was, was it Friday? Was it Friday that this happened? I think it was Friday. Got Kyle, uh, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, it was, it was Kyron Williams. Yeah. They, uh, they announced together basically um, like literally that I think they were, they both hit send at the same time on their announcement that they're foregoing um, the bowl game and they're going to, you know, enter their names into the NFL draft. 
Um, both expected. I think it was expected that Kyle would miss the bowl game um, just because he was coming off of an injury. And Kyron, I think most people thought, I thought that he would play in the bowl game. But when he announced, it actually made a ton of sense. Um, so just, I guess, you know, you're... Is, you're are these their two best players? I mean, just obje- not obje- or subjectively. Are these their two best players? Like, we don't have to go, like, super in-depth on this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kyle's the best player on the team. Yeah. And I think Kyron is, yeah, I mean, pound for pound, like, you know, all things considered, he's probably their their best player after him. Just does everything, right? He's a running yeah. back, receiver, blocker, punt returner, that whole thing. So, um, yeah, for sure. They're their two best players. Um, well, that sucks. Yeah. So <laughs> you're, so you're the, uh, you're the um, opponent, right? You're the one who's rooting against these guys. So how, what was your reaction? Um, what, what do you, what, when, you know, you think of those two guys, what do you, what do you think about them? First, just, you know, regardless of what I say next, just get it out of the way. The guy, these kids should be able to opt out. It's not a big deal. I don't think anyone's, you know, beholden to the program, especially this late in the season. It's fine. There's a lot of money on the line. If you're a Notre Dame fan, you've seen it with Jalen, what happened to Jalen Smith. You know, he gets his knee all tore up on some weird play against Ohio state. Mm. And you know it's it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's there's a lot more on the, on the line for Kyron Williams than it is for me watching the Fiesta Bowl or whatever we're going. So <laughs> so whatever, it's fine. Uh, having said that, if I I was I mean Kyle hasn't played in weeks, so right. the, def- the defense seems fine without him. Uh, it's probably actually better that he's not playing for the defense because they don't have to change anything. They're just doing the same stuff they were doing for the, for the past five weeks. Yeah. I think, I think that's important come bowl season. Uh, I think the more you can keep things the same or your continuity going into a bowl, the better your team will be. I, I never know how, you know, I don't, I I don't like the bowl games are so far away from the end of the season i mm. I've, I've said this a million times like i'm like a broken record but it's just kind of dumb that you work this hard throughout the season and then you got to wait four weeks you know one of them being christmas to like go back and play football it's not yeah teams can be totally different by then you know you, yeah. people's focus can change it's probably better that guys can opt out because you know back in the old days what if someone didn't want to be there and they're like ah, i'm just gonna go through the motions you know i'm not even gonna practice hard now you know like kind williams well he doesn't want to be here he's not guess what he's not here <laughs> no big deal <laughs> so um uh, you know i'm okay with that for it did the first thing i thought was um what's up with chris tyree because i thought people talking about uh digs being the you know being the bellwether back here mm. and it's nice to have two guys in the stable who, who can do that uh, you know, an underrated thing about Kyron Williams, we could joke about this all you want, but his pass protection is really good. And if, you know, Jack, we know Jack Cohen sometimes likes to get sacked. So it's important to have someone who could pass protect back there. Who knows how you know, like a freshman can do that or, you know, who knows what happened in, in, in the protection game or, you know, even the, the route running game, and the passing game in general, right? Like you don't know if you can chip and, roll out like if you're kind of Williams, you probably have a great feel on yeah. kind of how to do that help out the the quarterback as best you can and the offensive lineman whereas if you're not that, that's rough now you flip this coin and it 
Oklahoma State's probably doing similar things. That their their best players aren't as good as Notre Dame's best players, so I I don't know if anyone's going to opt out. But you know, it's similar stuff. It's like, well, do we care about this game? We missed the national title. We lost our, you know, we lost against Baylor by by an mm-hmm. inch. Like I don't care anymore. So I think it's kind of a wash. I don't, I'm not too concerned for either team. If Oklahoma State were a little better, maybe I'd be like, you know. I'd be worried, but I don't think this is the Ohio State or Alabama or Georgia, you know, the, the good teams that Notre Dame has run up against in these end-of-season games. So it is what it is. It's no big deal. Yeah, and, you know, you touched on it. Let, let's talk about the uh, the opting out thing because it, it there was a Mike Leach quote uh, today that I saw on Twitter where it was, uh, you know, players opting out is one of the most absurd things he's ever seen. They owe it to their teammates, the coaches, the fans, the fans is the best one. Right. The the fans. Okay. Um, Why did Mike Leach get get fired at Texas tech? I don't remember. Was he beating players or locking them in in closets? He was not doing that. He was turning the blind eye to Ah, is what it was. Um, because no one owes it to the teammates for that. For that, no, one. no, 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 no. <laughs> so it to be, um, got it. Sorry, go but it, it's it's not just him, right? Like I've seen, you know, some version of this for the last, you know, six, seven weeks, are kind of all over the internet regarding um, Kyle and you know how he should handle his injury and that sort of thing, and and I guess in a way, like I'm not surprised that people are talking like this. And at the same time, I kind of am like it's 2021 and we're we're still doing this thing where it's like, why are they opting out of these games? Like, obviously, it makes a ton of sense to do it. And and for, you know, different reasons. Right. So Kyle's coming off in an injury. Right. First of all, he is not like it's it's not one of those things where. It's not a fake injury. Like he literally was he was hobbling he around. Football. He hasn't, yeah, he's been hobbling around for the past like three or four weeks. He's just now starting to, you know, get back into shape and get back into, you know, um, playing, playing form. Right. And you can't, it's not a good idea and it's not safe. Like, even if it was a playoff game, like he wasn't going to be his, his, his self, you know, like his, Mm -hmm like he's injury free, right? Like he's, he, we wasn't going to be able to play the whole game. They're going to have to sub him in. They were going to have to rotate him in. Right. Like it wasn't, it was going to be, he was going to be a specialty player and why come to the bowl game in the Fiesta bowl and be a specialty player? Like there's no need for that. Um, So like you said too, like the defense has, has grown since he left. And obviously you'd love to have him, but you don't have, you don't have pre-USC Kyle Hamilton right now. You don't have, you know, Florida State Kyle Hamilton. You don't know what you're Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. yeah, you don't have that. So, no, it's not safe for him to play. It's not a good idea. And for Kyron, you know, you know, you make a good point about, about, um, you know, the 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 distance from the regular season because. For Kyron, the closer you get to New Year's, the closer you get to the combine. And and you know you re- me made reference to Jalen Smith, and and that's obviously a good point, right? Because that's a bad 
a bad situation that happened to him and you know it cost him you know it cost him the draft like a lot of draft spots um but like let's say Kyron just turns his ankle right he sprains his ankle and he can't he's hobbled he's in a boot or something for like three weeks right it's not a catastrophic injury no one's collecting insurance based on a sprained ankle right right but if he can't train then to get ready for the combine which is coming up in february he's he's gonna he can't run you know the most important thing for him is to be able to run the 40 if he can't run the 40 or if he's not ready to run the 40 at the combine it's like the combine 40 is the one that everyone pays attention to right you can't go to your pro day and be like oh, i ran a 4-1 you know like that's not gonna work like everyone wants that that combine 40 because that's the one that's laser and all that other stuff. So Kyron goes and he can't do it or he um you know runs a 46 instead he was doing around 45, right? Maybe if he he'd had the full run up to get prepared he'd run a 4540. Well that's like the difference between like being a second round pick and a fourth round pick. That's literally millions of dollars. Literally millions of dollars that he would yeah. lose. And it's like who you know, people talk about, oh, he owes it to the fans. Oh, okay, well, if he gets hurt and he and he loses millions of dollars because, you know, he wasn't able to to prepare properly, like who? How does he recoup that money? He doesn't. It's gone forever. Like he doesn't get it. So I totally understand. Like you don't want to get up any sort of injury. You don't want to risk any sort of anything. You know, let alone a a catastrophic injury like Jalen had. So. It makes total I, sense that they wouldn't play. I wonder what teammates think. It's just you know, I, I know they obviously can't say because <laughs> you never could. And I, I could see it both ways. Like you could convince me. I'm sure the head coaches would say like, "Oh yeah, the guys don't, the teammates don't like this." And then I'm sure if I just talked to players like on inside the garage or something, they'd be like, "Ah, it's fine. We don't care." And I wonder where the actual truth is because I, I totally could see it both ways, right? Like if you're an offensive lineman you're like oh man i gotta block for the backup this sucks like can't we just run it back or but then if you're you know another top player you're like i'm gonna opt out when it's my turn like <laughs> like if you're michael mayer you're like you know i'm not i'm not playing tight end in a bowl game next year unless it's a college playoff game like get out of here i get it like what's what's it to me so i'm curious if i had to guess i'd say like 75 25 players are okay with it would be my my hunch. And I have no information whatsoever. I'm just I would imagine it's actually more than that. Um so let's look at it like this, right? Uh, the, the rosters are pretty big. I could see some some that is true, but like I think so salty. think of it like this. Think of it like this. Let's like we could actually try to like narrow down like who okay. would actually care, right? Do Logan Diggs and Kish Tyree care? They are for it. They are for it, right? So they're not against it. Um, you know, maybe Jack Cohn would care. And we're talking, and let's preface this. I, I don't, this isn't, has nothing to do with Jack Cohn, the person we are thinking of Jack Cohn, the quarterback, uh, a person that we know nothing about just as hypothetically. I don't know if I I assume Jack Cohn is fine with it. Yeah. Um, but could he care? Just could the quarterback care? Right. Cause there's a pass protection thing. There's a trust with the outlet thing, you know, maybe. But at the same time, like, he's played a ton with Chris Tyree. He's played a ton with Logan Dix, right? So it's not like he doesn't have any sort of chemistry with those guys. 
maybe the offensive line would care because you're not blocking for him. I kind of doubt it just because he's he's done so much for them. Like Kyron is a guy they're who's they're like, probably friends too. Yeah, like Kyron is going to make you look great. So, you know, the offensive line is probably like, you know what, man? You have saved our behinds a number of times this year. Go get your money, right? Um, would anyone on the defense care? Doesn't really affect them in any way other than the bottom line. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's like I, I, I don't think it's seventy-five twenty-five. I think it's like maybe ninety-nine-one. Maybe there's like one guy or two guys who who are like, oh man, I wish you know you should play in this game. Um. But I, I, I just like, yeah, like it's not, it would be, I mean, I, I hate, I hesitate to say anything is a hundred percent because when is anything a hundred percent? No, there's a lot of stupid people out there. Yeah. There are very many stupid people out there. Um, so yeah, but I, why would can, you care? There's I can nothing. see it like young guys. It's like freshmen. I can see like freshmen who don't play that much. I could see them like just talking out of their ass and just being like, yeah. Oh, what's this guy letting us down? Blah blah blah. You know, because they're not really in it, right? So they yeah. they don't have skin in the game. And I could see like a fifth year guy who like thinks he's all grit and hustle, and you know, I made it by trying as hard as I could, and this guy's letting me down. But specifically, I, I you, I'm actually I probably overestimated you, right? And Kyron, like, he's just you get the sense that like he's earned it. He's earned the right to do this. You know, he's. I mean, It'd be great if a, if a backup opted out. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, it's like, I'm well, done. I always like, okay, let's just, now we're going way hypothetical. In the weeds, we're in the weeds. Now we're going way in the weeds. I always thought, why does it not make sense? So Michael Mayer, right? Yep. Why does it make sense for him to play in this game? he can't afford to get an injury going into next year. Like what if someone opted out and was like, I want to m- ensure that I'm, I'm prepared to play next season. It's my final year and I want to be ready to go. I can't incur a knee injury going into, you know, the off season. That's going to, take away my last season, right? right? I don't want that. I can't win a, a national title in 2021. I can win one in 2022. I can't be an All-American in 2021. I can be one in 2022. Like, and if I tear up my knee, then I can't. Like, it. There, I, I do think, like, and, and then, you, then once you go down that rabbit hole, it's like, why do we play these bowl games at all? Well, other yeah. than, other than for money, that the players do not get and will not benefit from. Well, now, now they probably could, right? I bet you could score. Something. Well, they could. So you could and I, so, NIL deal. At some yeah. Point. So you could do something in the game that would make you marketable. And so that, that is true. That is a true fact. Um, but at the same time, like there's nothing more marketable than being available, right? Like you need to be available. And if you're hurt, you're unavailable. Um, I guess in this situation, maybe it's worth it to go to the Fiesta Bowl and get a PS5 for free, maybe. 
the, these college kids, they like the PS5s, right? So, oh, I mean, you got to get them somewhere, right? You got to get them somewhere. Hot item. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, that's a rabbit hole you go down. Yeah. But <laughs> you know what's funny? You know, you know who's a coach? I could see benching his guys for bowl games if it doesn't uh, matter. If it, uh, who? Brian Kelly. <laughs> Why do you say that? I don't know. He just seems like the kind of guy who's like, who's bristly enough to be like, you know, maybe on the opening drive, like Notre Dame scores a touchdown and like, guess who you're not seeing again? Michael Mayer. <laughs> like I could definitely see him doing something like that. I know he's persona non grata, but he just seems no, like. No, he- he's, listen, listen, he's, <laughs> he has made him safe, him safe. He's made himself available to be dunked on. And so that is going to be happening as many times as it's uh, a possibility because, um, you know, it's it's just they, they can't it's, – it's a can't get right situation. Everything they do is the wrong thing at the yep. moment. Um, Do you see the video with the recruit? No. No, I missed that one. Okay. I need you to – while we're potting right now, I need you to get your phone. Um go to uh i guess you go to my feed i made a joke about it but um go there and then watch that it's basically and if people listening haven't seen it it's him and uh quarterback uh 2022 quarterback five star walker howard and he's uh they're in this room and uh the the caption says I've got my quarter, I've got my coach or something like that. It's from Walker Howard and they do like, they're in this room and it's like these lights and everything. And they do like they, the camera pans around them in a circle and Brian Kelly's dancing and it's a Garth Brooks song. And it is just ridiculous. And <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things where it's like the, the you know, that the, the LSU, like they've been telling the LSU media team, like, listen, it's been rough. We need to get something out that is cool, won't make us look silly, and makes the coach look good because it's been a rough go. And and then they put out this video, and <laughs> everyone thinks it's ridiculous and like goofy. And you know, like I said, it's just a can't get right situation. Have you found it yet? I have not found it yet, Michael. Here's here's you thanking Kyle Hamilton, making a video about him. Oh, that's from like two days ago. Yeah, I don't think you 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 posted this. Here. This is great. Go to media. Go to media. Click the media link. I see. I see your. Let's see. C.J. Williams or Justin Brett. I got uh, some more Kyle stuff. Yeah, man, I don't think you. I don't think you posted this. This, this is this is terrible radio. I absolutely posted no, no, this. This is this is good. Go to know, Walker. Man. Go to go to Walker Howard yeah. then. That he'll, it'll pop up. Because I love. This is fantastic radio. Do I have to tell I, I, Frank that we need to edit this? No, no. I want to. I want to keep, no, keep it in. This this this. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's Walker Howard. Got my coach. Got my coach. <laughs> what? But why is he dancing? <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> uh, 
USC put out a good hype video with Lincoln Riley. It's FYI if we're talking about hype videos. <sighs> well, see, SC hasn't done everything right, but they've done most of it right. LSU's done nothing right. Like, nothing. literally nothing. The guy couldn't even go out and um, and uh, say hello to the crowd at the basketball game without controversy. I mean, look, they might not be a properly run athletic department. Like, just all Brian Kelly jokes aside. That's a true story. <laughs> like, you know, uh, there's not a lot of proof that LSU, like, has things going on besides the fact that there's good athletes in Louisiana and they're in the SEC. Like, yeah. I don't. There's not a lot of other proof to talk about how great LSU is on, about things. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. We, di- we digress. Um, we digress. Speaking of players opting out, um, Mr. Drake London has made the decision to move on to the NFL. I think the whole team opted out out of the bowl game, right? Is, he, that, is he, that is that why they're not I, playing it? They 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 opted out in in a way. They played Stanford. Um, yeah, they uh, they um, they opted out in the form of not being eligible. Yes. Anyways, um, Drake, Drake London is going pro, right? Rightfully so. After yeah, Jackson Dart broke his ankle. <laughs> uh, needed to happen. Needed to happen. Yeah. He's he was you know he was going to have like 150 catches and 2,000 yards and four touchdowns this year and. Um, He's a phenomenal player. And so the way I feel about this when the the USC guys go, it's kind of weird because um, we skipped a year, right? So we didn't play last year. So I guess like we didn't get the full, we didn't get the full Slovis. We didn't get the full Amon Ra situation um, because, you know, those guys left and we were, you know, we like the like I said the year was skipped. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys didn't get the full Kyle, right? There no, was, you no. only played Kyle the one time. You only played Kyron the one time. Yep. Um. So there's that. Um. I don't know. How do you, how are you feeling about the Drake London thing? Do you feel like? Do you feel like you? I mean, I think we've said this about a few USC players where it's like they came and went and they were great and everyone knows they were great and then nothing really came of it as far as the team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's the coaching thing. I will say though, uh, another comment we like to make about USC players is none of them get better as yeah. they progress at USA. I think Drake London's the one guy who got, actually got better, right? Like he came on as a freshman and he had some big catches here and there. And you're like, huh? Like he was like a fan favorite kind of guy. You're like, this guy's, this guy's pretty fun. I, I like him. You know, it's like, I'm an Amon Ross ain't guy, or, you know, I'm a Michael Pittman guy, but, this Drake London guy, I, I like him. He's fun. He's big. He may, you know, can get up there, fight for the ball. Like who doesn't like that, right? right. And then the next, then the next year he comes back, and you're like, oh, oh, is he the best receiver on the team? Huh. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. You know, I thought Amon Ross A. Brown would be the best receiver on the team. It's like, oh, does Keaton Slovis only throw to him? Okay, interesting, great. Like he's pretty good. And then he comes back this year and. He, Yes, like a hundred catches in eight games. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, this is phenomenal. Like this guy is, you know, he's outpacing everybody. So uh, he had a pretty good, he had a fun career arc. Uh, sad to see him go. Uh, yeah, obviously he should go, especially after getting hurt. Uh, you yeah, know that kind of stuff. I don't care about. But he was a, uh, 
he was he was a fan favorite over the last three years. And, you know, and good for him. I hope he goes high in the draft. I hope he's successful. And you know, it's gonna be. I don't know who's gonna fill his shoes. That's the other problem. Yeah, that is an issue. Um, I mean, I guess we could segue into the recruiting situation. It, you know, it's weird. I, I don't. I, I just we'll, we'll we'll keep it on Drake London for a second. Then okay. We'll, uh, we'll transition to recruiting. I don't. It, it's 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 like it was just the quintessential like curse season in that he was the only fun thing you had. I, I like, know. Literally. It was that like like even Jackson Dart, right? Like he was good against Washington State, and it's like a oh, torn meniscus, right? And yeah. then it's like okay, well then he's gone, and then that's okay, not a fun thing that we have anymore. But he always had Drake London, and he was always catching his ten passes for 170 yards, and and it's just like you could just marvel at him every week. And then you know, not only does he get hurt, but it's like he's carted off the field you know and it's like a broken ankle and it's like oh my god like it's an awful injury it's not even right yeah like like even... kyle right like like kyle's injury was not good but it was like he's up walking around right like or at least limping around but it's like they don't have a big brace on him you know they didn't get out the cart so it's like you know like all right he's gonna be fine right like it's okay but it's like, you know, they're putting on an air cast. And it's yeah. like, oh, Jesus, like this did not, why did this have to happen? To the, right? to the one guy, you know? Yeah, the one guy, like the only fun thing. And now it's like a horrible injury on this horrible football team. Like the guy incurred this broken foot on a horrible football team with an interim coach and all those other things. So, um, but, you know, it's good for him. I think that he's, you know, the, the breaks on these things are usually – you know, it's it's oftentimes better than a bad sprain because yeah, yeah. it's just, you know, a I've break and those things heal up quicker and better and that sort of thing. So, um, which sounds ridiculous, but I, I have heard that it before. does sound ridiculous it, in my actually. life. Actually, it does sound ridiculous. And I've heard it a few times where it's like, ah, oh, I wish it would just broken it. Yeah. You're like, it's huh? like, OK, it's like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, I did want to bring up with you. um USC's recruiting class right now because I I think that I had the sense I didn't really follow it that closely but I had the sense that you know I think when Lincoln Riley came or when he you know was announced as the hire I think they had eight commits and I just assumed like oh okay this is only going to grow um they did gain a five star running back from modern day Relic Brown yep. Um, who was committed to Oklahoma. And then, you know, basically as soon as he, as soon as Lincoln Riley was announced, it was like, everyone said, okay, really, Brown's coming. Um, so they gained him, but then they lost five others. And so now the recruiting class has four players in it. Um, yeah, it seems a little weird. Signing day or early signing day is Wednesday. I assume they'll pick up some people. One would hope. One would hope, right? And you guys are after um, one of Notre Dame commits, actually, uh, CJ Williams, who visited oh, yeah. USC today. Um, you know, no intel on that yet, so that's time will tell. Um, but you know, I think that USC is going to be pretty active in the portal. Um, 
you know, they're going to be act. I mean, the 2023 class is obviously, you know, probably going to be really good and really big and yeah. you know, standard and everything. Um, but just, I guess, given all of that, what is your, I guess it's been, how long has it been? Has it been two weeks now since he was named head coach? I think. Is that right? It might be just almost three. Like by the time this goes up, it'll maybe be three weeks. It might so be yeah. three weeks. Okay. It feels yeah. like, it feels like it was, you know, three years ago. Um, I know, right? So what is your, what is your feeling since then? Are you still, have you, have you come down at all yet? Are you starting to think a little bit more practically? No, about, no, like, not practical at all. Um, oh, okay. Dante Williams is staying. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that. Let's talk about that. Oh yeah. Um, recruiting Maven Dante Williams is staying on as a USC coach. What is so, he coaching? I didn't say. Okay. I didn't, didn't, I didn't get that far. Uh, I just saw that he was saying, uh, maybe he'll be an as- associate head coach or something. Uh, let's see. They got to shard choice, uh, as the running backs coach. Apparently he's an up and coming recruiter. So that's good. Um, Tashard Choice of the 2007 uh, Georgia Tech team that that uh, beat Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that horrible season. <laughs> that horrible 2007 season. My God. That is the one. Yeah, it doesn't say what he's going to be doing, but he gets to stay on as a recruiter. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I can't find uh, – I don't have. I can't get the recruiting page up on twenty four seven, or two forty seven. Um, what were you looking for? I can look for. It. I don't know. Just, just trying to remember some names here of, of who still could. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. But yeah, I, I think Andrew Voorhees actually is staying. Uh, so he is not going to the NFL. So that's one offensive lineman that they're, Important. they're retaining. Important. Important. Kind of weird. Uh, I thought he would go pro, but I guess if USC plays well next year. That that'll be even better for him. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll yeah they'll patchwork something together. I mean, it can't be worse, right? So when Clay Helton got fired, it was you know this is doomsday end of times. No one's gonna come to the school. There's gonna be no big time recruits. I think they salvaged it a little bit, and. You know, some of the guys who got cut probably were lower tier recruits, so it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. The, te- the team's fairly young in general, so if you know, I think this, I think there was, there's not a good way to fix this class. So you know, by getting the kid from modern day, the running back, like that, that's a big help. Maybe not at a need position, but whatever. It, you know, it is what it is. Whatever they can do. It's better than it was before Lincoln Riley was hired. So I can't be too upset about anything. Uh, and then just, you just got to hope that the guys they do get pan out and the, the five guys they do have all pan out. And then next year they, they pick it up. And then the transfer portal is going to be hot since every coach switched jobs. So hopefully they can pick up a guy or two there. I'm sure some Oklahoma guys will come over just because that's the way the world works. Mm. So I don't know. I think talk to me in August about how this all went down and I can have a little more perspective, but right now it's just better than it was, I think is the the vibe. Right. Cause of the coaching. I yeah. wonder if, I wonder if they'll do the, uh, the Michigan state team and bring in like 25 transfers. <laughs> right. I mean, they could, I mean, you're, I mean, right now you have 
four people in your recruiting class. You got to, you got to have a roster. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta have, you know, you got to fill out the roster with people. Um, And one of them is a Bishop Gorman guy. So it's like, does it even count? (laughs) (laughs) So people should know that Michael is very down on Bishop Gorman players. Um, just in general. Why it's is like this? The, it's like the it, ING it, Academy of the West Coast. Just for Right. Is it just because, uh, like, is it like a trend you've noticed? They never pan you, out. <laughs> so it's just it's just the trend. Yeah. Okay. It, it's like a worse IMG. That, that's all it is. I feel bad because they're 18-year-old kids, and I, should, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but I just feel like it's a, it's a factory, and so I get to be a little more critical because I, I don't think people are going to Bishop Gorman for education. And... I feel like if it's a factory, maybe the guy should be a little better. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, it, it, you know, funny enough, Notre Dame got a commitment saw. this weekend from a Bishop Gorman player. He's a corner. Um, Dustin Rett, who I think I'm going to be talking about uh, with Jamie tomorrow about him. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, it, it's... Like the, who who has Notre Dame gotten from Bishop Gorman? I guess it was Alize Mack. Yeah, Alize um, Mack, tight end. Who I, I guess if you if if you look at it from a like what he was expected to be, he was probably a disappointment, right? Um, you know, I think his senior year, like his last year, was a good one. He got suspended for a year, which is not good. You don't want that. Um. <laughs> That's but yeah, I, th- I like, think it, yeah. I mean, in seventeen and eighteen, he was fine, right? I don't think he was anything. He wasn't awful. He wasn't um, fantastic, right? I mean, he was sixth round pick. I think it was fifth or sixth round pick. I think he's still yeah, in the NFL, but I think so. Uh, he probably didn't live up to what his recruiting ranking was, but yeah. he was still a good player. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think the plus, like the Tate Martell thing, that doesn't help. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back. Uh, and look. Who's, the, who's I mean, the guy that transferred from SC to Ohio State? Uh, Pele Nalyote or whatever. Oh yeah, he's another Bubba, right. Bubba Bolden. He's he's at Miami. Bubba Bolden. He's at Miami. Yeah. So he went from USC to Miami. He's Bishop Gorman. Uh, let's see. Okay, so you know, it's oh, I'd have to do more research. I. I, I mean, they do have some famous, pretty famous misses. So, um, I'm trying to, I'm looking at the list. I mean, nothing. Oh, DeMarco Murray. There you go. Oh, there you go. Uh, Oklahoma running backs coach. He didn't get to come over. Yeah. Interesting. That's right. They didn't bring Ben and Ball either. Oh, Ronnie, Stan- pretty- Ronnie Stanley went to Bishop Glamour. I didn't know that. Did he? Wikipedia. I thought he went okay. I I didn't know he was Bishop Gorman. I thought I, I knew he I knew he played in Las Vegas, but I didn't I didn't know it was Bishop Gorman. That is I, a hit. He might be the best player though on this. That game. is a hit. <laughs> I mean, Tate Martell doesn't even make the notable alumni list. So <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, Tommy Armour the third is a is a what's it called? This play. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> not great. Anyways, we digress again. Lots of digression today. <laughs> we digress again. What are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, USC's recruiting class, and I said, call me in August. 
because I that's right. You know, there's I got to see how the, how it all shakes out, and hopefully 2023 is better. Yeah. So they're gonna bring in. Um, yeah, they're probably they're gonna have to bring in a good amount of transfers. We'll see how many. Um, what did you think of the? Uh, what did you think of Bryce Young winning the Heisman Trophy? You know what the first thing I thought was? He is a he is not big. No, he's a little guy. He's not very he's, big. Cuz I th- I saw the four of them there and I was like, who's that little guy? <laughs> I thought it was like a running back or something. I was like, but I didn't think a running back made it. And then, yeah, that was Bryce Young, but he made it. Uh former USC commit. Uh good for him. I guess he made the right choice if he won a Heisman. He took a uh he he had a quote I don't know if you saw it where he's basically stated that um, he's always been counted out and that, um, being an athlete's amazing that, that spurred it on. I, I, I do like, look, if you're going to lie, lie to yourself about stuff like that. Right. Don't lie to people about like serious things. Lie to yourself about how people are doubting you and that sort of thing. Um, like who counted Bryce Young out ever? Right. It's he like a it's million one of those dollars things, before like, he played. It's down. one of those things like it's absurd, but at the same time, like whatever, man, like <laughs> think what you want. It's harmless. It doesn't, you know, it literally matters nothing to no one. What you think, like if you feel disrespected or not, like it matters. It does not matter to anyone. It doesn't hurt anyone. It doesn't affect anyone. Feel how you want. He has a list. He goes, some guy on the UHND podcast said I was small. (laughs) (laughs) There was a message board when I was in the eighth grade getting Power 5 offers that uh, said I shouldn't be getting Power 5 offers, and that spurred me on to beat Auburn. (laughs) He's from uh, Pasadena. Every time I see that, I always never remember. Yeah. Even though he went to modern day. Another factory. Yeah. Although they produce good players. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, I mean, I, you know, I probably deserving. I thought the kid, I, I found out that Tim Anderson had 31 and a half tackles for loss just yesterday. Is that the guy from Alabama? Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I remember when he didn't make the top four and everyone was mad. And I was like, well... You know, I don't know. I don't have a strong feeling about this. He can, you know, whatever it is, it is what it is. And his stats are probably pretty good. But, you know, I'm sure they're nothing crazy, right? Because if they were crazy, <laughs> then he'd be there. And then I saw he had 31 and a half tackles for loss. Like, and I was like, wait a second. That's pretty wait crazy. just a minute now. That's 31 and a half tackles for loss. Like, I'm sure there are teams that don't have that. And here he is by himself on you know the number one team in the nation probably yeah. should probably should have been there um well the guy from michigan had to be there so right because michigan you know yeah because Michigan gotta make sure gotta make sure can't wait for them to get smoked on new year's eve how confident are you in that uh zero but <laughs> but they can michigan it up i mean come on Hey, if you get tickets to the Rose Bowl, are you going to go? Yeah, probably. You think so? Assuming someone could watch my kids or something. Yeah. There are going like, to be so many Utah fans here. I went last last year? Was it last year I went? No, two years uh, ago. It was definitely not last year. Yeah, last year there was no Rose Bowl. So it was two years no. ago. I went to Oregon and Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I was, 
I was trying. I want to go to the LA Bowl. It's Utah State. And I can't think of the other team, but I think tickets are like thirty bucks. I bet where is it? It's is at it SoFi. SoFi. Yeah. Oh my the, goodness. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. It's on Saturday. Oh, this Saturday? Yeah, this Saturday, the 18th. I'm busy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just like it's just annoying enough to where like it's it's right there, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be so so many Utah fans here. So many. And there's going to be like 17 Buckeye fans. One of them being one of them being my my cousin's husband David. Hi David. <laughs> uh, you oh so you have State versus Oregon State. That's the other team. Oh okay. I don't know. Yeah, that'll State. be fun. Oh yeah, you saw them already this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're, so their backup quarterback playing fullback or something, or their backup fullback playing quarterback. I don't remember. <laughs> it was a confusing time. Yeah. You know. uh, so what else are we going to talk about here? So, um, it's kind of slow. I mean, we've got with me and Frank. I think we're going to try to do a show on signing day. It's going to be an early signing day. Um, on Wednesday. That's Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So Notre Dame's recruiting class is fifth. Um, I think they'll probably hang out in that area. Maybe they'll drop a couple spots when the last, like, you know, the final guys make their decisions or whatever. If they lose CJ Williams, then they'll definitely fall. Um, they could lose a Morian Walker. You know, it's funny. They they could go from having like a really good receiver class to having one. And well, is Dell gonna stay? Is your guy Dell gonna stay? I don't know. No one knows. It's just kind of hard because you he if they lose Williams and Walker, then you're talking about from 2020, 2021, and 2022 classes. I mean, you can go back to 2019 too. From 2019 to 2020 to 2021, 2022, you're talking about four receivers on the roster from those four classes. That's not good. Which is kind of hard to do. It's hard to do that. Especially being like a good school. Yeah. So, you know, that's not what you want. Um, I mean, I, I, it seems like the players, all the players like him and they have good relationships with him, but it's like, man, you can't do that. Like, that's not good. Like you, that's the roster management is just awful there. And, you know, you're like, like CJ Williams and Amarian Walker, right? Like you, like Amarian Walker is the lowest rated player in this class. And he has visited, has been visiting schools for the last like three, four <laughs> months. He's been to Michigan like four times. He's going, he's at Alabama today. He went to Mississippi State last weekend. He's at Notre Dame. I mean, it, I, I kind of respect it, to be honest with you, like. Listen, I'm a recruit and you I'm committed to you, but at the same time, like I'm looking around and right. you could just drop me, but you don't. So I'm just gonna keep doing what I need to do to make my decision and I'll let you know. I mean, it's one of those things, like, yeah, he's kind of jerking around Notre Dame, but at the same time, like he's the one who has the the leverage, it seems, because Notre Dame doesn't have any other options. So yeah, man, do what you got to do. I hope you sign on the on the line on on Wednesday and you're in the class. But 
Um, you know, CJ Williams, kind of the same thing. Like they can do whatever they want because Notre Dame doesn't have any other options that I know about. I mean, the kids so. should get, should, I'd go on, I'd go on all the trips they could, right? You can go on the trips. I have, you know, look, I, I mean, look, it, I don't want to get into it. If you, you know, if you've, if you're committed, uh, Notre Dame's thing is like, if you're looking, then we're looking kind of thing. But uh, it, it's kind of one of those deals where they don't have anywhere to look to. And maybe the players know that. So it's like, Hey, we can, we can get kind of loose with our, our uh, commitment here and you're not going to do anything because you need us in the class. Why did um, they move early signing day up? So the original idea was so that players who w- have been committed since like, let's say August or July or something, they don't have to wait all the way until February to sign they can just get it over with so that schools can't contact them anymore uh, and they don't have to be recruited anymore and that sort of thing um but since it's so close to february it's basically turned into basically just signing day yeah, right yeah 95% of the guys commit um you know or they they sign on this date so basically it's just signing day um and I was, well, we were messaging with Ashton Pollard uh, from on three a few days ago about this. And she brought up like, it's made the coaching carousel just a complete mess because they got to get rid of all these coaches. Right. So like Brian Kelly, they have that's, to get rid of him. That's where I was going with this. <laughs> yeah. They have to get rid of him because that you want to try to get the recruiting class, you know, sorted out or whatever. And now these guys have like one week to decide or two weeks to decide, like we lost our coach. Like, what do we do? And Notre Dame has to move quickly because of, right. You know, the, the looming signing day that's coming up. So, you know, I, I think the unintended consequences of the whole thing have just, of course, reared their ugly head. Like everyone knew they would. Um, and, it's pure. and it's like if if you're gonna if you're gonna go you know a lot of people say if you're gonna do early signing day do it in august i say just move it back to what it was yeah you know or maybe that, maybe do it during the season so like you do it like in how do months work you do like october or something right how so about like, this how about this how, how about let them sign whenever they want I know that. that that would probably make more sense too. Just like yeah, I don't want to commit. I want to sign to you. Can I can I sign now, please? Thank you. Whatever you want. You haven't. You, yeah, like you could just whenever. Especially if you could leave now, like the more lenient with you leaving, like who cares? Like you can have a signing day. So there's a signing day, right? So there's an end date. Like let's say you have to be signed by X day, right, in order to attend. But in between there. If you commit and want to sign, go for it. So yeah, I guess here's the problem: if you signed early, and then your coach left, I guess you could unsign, right? They'd give you like a waiver or something. Yeah, that that would be an easy fix. You just look out there's a waiver. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We solved the problem, Greg. Problem solved. Problem. I mean, solved. it kind of like it doesn't really matter anyway because they can all transfer without penalty. I know. I just think it, I think it just messed up the coaching carousel this year. Yeah. And if it were a week earlier or a week later, I guess if it were later, it would 
it's not so much it messed it up. It's just, it, you know, prime example, Brian Kelly. Like, if he got yeah. the weight the week, you know, he'd still be doing ridiculous things and we'd all be making fun of him, <laughs> but he wouldn't seem like such a jerk. He wouldn't seem like such a jerk. That's right. Or, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley leaves, like, the minute they lose. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. They right, and then tries to say, oh, I just retorted, or I just uh, decided yesterday. Yeah, well, if you talk to Scott Wolf, that's true, but <laughs> big time. But yeah, uh, yeah, that stuff doesn't happen, right? You get to say goodbye to your players, or you get to work work with a little more graciousness. I know it's all like pomp and circumstance; it's not real, but optics are important. And I imagine some of these guys do kind of care, right? Like, you know, I, I don't know anything about Lincoln Riley, but I could imagine that. It would have been nice for him to say goodbye to his players on Wednesday instead of, you know, leaving Sunday night to go to a plane to USC. Like, you know, you do care a little bit or get your coaching staff together, you know, talk to those guys who should be important to you. I don't, I don't know. What do I know? All these guys are jerks. Doesn't matter. That's probably the takeaway. College yep. football coaches are jerks. Look at Urban Meyer. All right, buddy. I think that's where we should end it. College football we end it coaches there. are jerks. College football coaches are the worst. Um, and we don't owe them anything. Nothing. So, yeah. all right. So, um, like I said, we're we're going to probably have something for signing day. Hopefully, try. Um, schedule's good. You know, obviously, they are the, what they are. Um, they are what they have been. Um, but looking forward to catching up with Frank again. We'll... We'll talk about the signing, uh, the class, talk about how everything fell. You know, did they end up with CJ Williams? Did they end up with Devin Moore? Did they end up with Amorian Walker? We'll find out about that. Um, Michael, you'll see, you know. Yeah. Did you pick up anybody? Did, Zion did, Branch coming coming my way? Yeah, any, anything like that. So um, catch up with us. Um, yeah, check me out on ISD. Um, we got the YouTube page. Subscribe to that. Um, subscribe to this channel, right? We're still going to be here. We're still going to be putting out the the content for the people. Um, so this is going to stay. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, hope everyone has a good week. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Fight on. <laughs>